0: go grab some oreos i can go grab a pop real quick or a gatorade yeah Let's do it. <laughs> <All right. laughs> you guys are sharing right. milk and cookies yeah this was a bonding day for you guys it has been yeah <laughs> made a bunch of turds didn't have any good shoes today but did, did you guys make a bunch goes. of piles of shit i did that's for sure Aww. is he is he lying gavin were they pretty good
1: they were uh, they, they
0: were. They were that bad, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that's it fucking was, rough.
1: Kind of a rough day as far as like I didn't sleep very good last night, so I was oh, like super tired.
2: Yeah. 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 I woke up fizzing. early, and drove over the pass, but
1: yeah. What How time far did you of drive?
0: Is that like four
2: hours and fifteen minutes? It's not too Back. bad, but that's pretty good.
1: And he was that's here by. Good here by eight
0: o'clock that's what that's what i was out fucking off while you guys were slaving it Chasing out on our tails yeah on the anvil, slaving
1: away <laughs> slaving away well after well, that let's well, let's get into this huh
0: <laughs> yeah welcome everybody to uh, forging brains podcast i'm your host Riley patrick with my co-host gavin cooper and tonight we got troy woods with us figure we just kind of like hop on this is kind of like one of those little pre-funks that me and gavin do but troy was over at gavin's house today practicing some shoes and stuff and so i figured it's a perfect opportunity to throw troy in here with us and we're all getting ready to go to the winter clinic on wednesday this coming up wednesday is when we will all fly out and so it's uh figured it'd be a good time to kind of talk about shoot some shoe building stuff and different things like that some random things that are on our mind And, uh, like, going on trips and stuff like that. uh, What's all coming up?
1: Yeah, it'd also be good to hear, um, you know, Troy has a pretty unique story so far as far as, like, he's only been shoeing for, like, three and a half years, right? Yeah. And he's already had quite a bit of success in the competitive horseshoeing world. So I think uh, he could have some motivational words for anybody that's, like, coming up at their stage, like early in their, um, you know, careers of starting to shoe horses as well. And he could probably have some, uh, words of motivation for anybody that's like trying to aspire to be great. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I and mean, we can kind of jump right into that if you guys want to, uh, so that is kind of so you are three years, right? Into shoeing yeah, horses,
2: just, just about three and a half.
0: But Just about three and a half. Yep. Yeah, you're new enough that you're still counting the half years. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like it's kind like of you, you got a newborn baby, you know. You don't say the, you <laughs> don't say the that. years till they're past two. Like, yeah. like oh, they're still twenty four months, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, I've been shooing for
1: forty two months now. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so so new, we're still
0: counting the halfies. <laughs> But man, in your short little career, you really just kind of kept your foot on the gas pedal. It's been a a cool thing to see, uh, what's possible, right? I think yeah. that's what, that's was kind of like a really cool thing for this for everybody to see and young people to see, in your in your steps. So like, but how has it been from your footsteps? Like, do you how do you feel about your accomplishments so far? Do you feel ahead,
1: behind, right where you should be? Well, one thing we should catch people up on is the last time that we had Troy on here, you guys were at the contest, and he was working to get on the WCB team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now he has made the WCB team. Yeah.
0: yeah. I guess I just took for granted that people would know.
1: Like,
0: like why wouldn't you be keeping up with Troy once?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, Troy yeah, ha- has accomplished a pretty Big task, I th- and I think you are the first Cat One to go from Cat One to the WCB team. So I think that that's that's pretty cool. Yeah,
2: for sure. I would say that I've tried to take it seriously from day one, and like not let any opportunities pass me by. Um, like anybody that reached out and wanted to help me, I've tried to capitalize on that, and I'm thankful I have. But I think there's a long way to go, and I've got goals that I. Haven't done yet,
0: so. What, but do you feel like there's times now where you're, like, you don't listen to everybody? Where you're, like, well, I'm not going to listen to that motherfucker. Like, you, you, have to, you have to be getting close enough now, like, I, for sure that you, like, you see the writing on the wall. Some people aren't, like, either, hey, you know you know you know them, or, like, you do know more than them. And not even that, like, I'm not trying to say, like, oh, you should be cocky, and once you know more than somebody, there's nothing they can teach you. But mm. there's also times where you're, like... You're not gonna be rude, but you're like, Okay, thanks for the advice, man. (laughs) (laughs) Moving moving on.
2: Yeah. I think I could learn something from everybody, even if it's what not to do. So Really? For the people that like I think would be like lower in the dominance hierarchy than like yeah, they might have some advice from me, but I might not listen to it as much as I would of like one of you guys or somebody like one of my teammates right now. Um but yeah, I try to try to be conscientious of I could try to learn something from everybody and not count anything out.
0: Man, say- I, I would like to say I do that, but I know I don't. <laughs> I, I, I know if I see a wreck, like if I, like you just look at me and it's like, I don't even want to watch what I won't, shouldn't do from you. Like I got a pretty good idea what I shouldn't do right now. And I feel like yeah, you yeah. do too, but I'm like, but so I just get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes
2: I think like that. I try to stay away from it, but it's, oh, yeah. it's definitely understandable. I get it.
1: But maybe he hasn't been around long enough to uh, witness very many wrecks yet. Right.
2: And I'm still <laughs> the young guy too. Like I'm the new
1: guy that's not I wonder uh what is the youngest team guy that has ever made the team? Was it Dylan? Dylan, yeah. Or he you? made
2: it when he was nineteen. So oh, Okay. I guess and were you twenty? I guess I was still 19 when I qualified. He might have made it when he was 18, but mm. but yeah, he's...
1: Well, you got some time to see some wrecks ahead of you. Yeah, How sure. How
0: old was Cody?
1: Oh, Gregory? Uh, yeah. I don't know, that's a good question. He might have been 18. Yeah.
0: He might well, have, I'm not sure. Might I'm have to sure. go back
1: in time and hustle uh, at it. I think, yeah. I,
0: I think <laughs> is Cody still the youngest journeyman? Dylan is. Dylan? Dylan got yep. that?
2: Mm-hmm. That's cool.
0: Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I, I know I know that Cody was the youngest for a little while, So, but that would make mm-hmm. sense if Dylan. Yeah, I think Dylan was like 15 or 14?
2: Dylan was 15, and Cody 15? was as well, but Dylan beat him by like a month or two, so. Oh,
0: right.
2: yeah wasn't wins, much a but, wins a win yeah, <laughs> your records, you know? yeah pretty proud of it as he should be
0: yeah, yeah. man yeah that's uh so, that that's one of the goals i need to really go and take care of is i need to go get my journeyman <laughs> it's <laughs> one of those things that it's like people are like oh are you a journeyman like no i'm not <laughs>
1: troy, troy asked me that today like uh do you think riley will set out and get a journeyman and i was like <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I need to. I really need to. Like, it's one of those
0: things where, like, I need to just buckle down and just go and do it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. just play the
1: game. For the day. So, when you started out, Troy, did you have goals set immediately? Or have these goals kind of, like, evolved as you've kind of, like, hit these landmarks?
2: I think I started setting goals when I surrounded myself around the WCB of
1: how how I, early I went was to, that
2: um i, did, I had been chewing for a year and a half when i went to edgewood 2 years ago so um and like i was pretty hooked i got the i was I, i've always been pretty competitive growing up and like seeing what the top guys were doing I, I thought that i was capable of it but like i just wasn't at that skill level so were you yeah.
0: certified by that time
2: yeah i had my i had just gotten my cf
0: was that the first thing you went after was your CF? Like your first yep. like goal in shoeing?
1: Mhm.
2: Yeah. And the is guy that, that I apprenticed under Steve Ritchie. That was like his big thing. He wanted me to be certified.
0: So Yeah.
1: That's a good one. And it's, so having a good mentor helping you set those goals along the way and like have things to work towards really helped out versus just jumping in a rig for somebody that is trying to just give you a paycheck. Right. So for that sure. was a big
0: Mm -hmm. and was steve was steve big on having you do things um he kind of modeled it like
2: it was like the knockoff version of like a apprenticeship in the uk like for the first two months of my apprenticeship i had pull-offs a clinch cutter and a mallet and a brush and that was it like and like the broom was my best friend so like (laughs) i tried to stay out of the way and learn what i could and keep my mouth shut um and were you doing? Was
0: did he have you do any foraging during this time?
2: Not in the first couple months because I was still like trying to be learn how to be comfortable underneath the horse and like not make him have a train wreck and try to pull the hitch and rail or cross ties over. So
0: yeah. When did and he start introducing like the forge to you? Probably around like
2: the three or four month mark, like because he. He clips all of his shoes. He doesn't do many handmaids now, but back in the day, he did quite a few. Um, I always thought, like, it intrigued me that he could clip both of his shoes and like, or pull two clips in one heat and like shape it and everything. And like, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, efficient. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, and I knew that I was not capable of that at that time, so I wanted to push myself and try. Just to,
0: by like you've done a little bit in the fire, and you were like, this shit's kind of hard
2: yeah for sure yeah yeah <laughs> the confidence always came before the skill with like me with all the things that i've done growing up but with this like <laughs> stewing i feel like the more you know the less you know like you're you're more yeah. aware of all the things that could go wrong to where yeah i feel like the better i've got like the more humble i am or i try to be um
0: you are you are but you are you're super humble but something that's really cool about you is, like, when you start a go, you have an idea in your head of what's going to happen in that go and what it's going to look like in the end, and you make it happen. Like, and you, like, and you're like you, you rarely get there, right? None of us do. You're like, well, I don't like this, this, and this. You always have a complaint with your shoe job. That's, I'm not trying to say that's bad. That's great. But, it, mm-hmm. but you kept through. You're like, no one can wave you. Throughout it, it's always been like where I'm like, hey man, you might want to do this. You're like, not doing that. This is what I'm doing, and I'm moving on with my go. And you're like, yeah, right on, man. This isn't a we're in a go. Cool, like this. That's what you probably should be doing. That's where like that's bit me in the ass a ton of times during my competition is Mm -hmm. changing what I'm doing. Where I I see that confidence before, like I don't want to say it sound fucked up, confidence before skill, like you said, like you do have that, and it's like I think that helps you. On the clock. I definitely do. Like oh, off the yeah. clock, I'll catch myself
2: overthinking and doing stuff that can be counterproductive, but
1: maybe I mean, prepared. Essentially yeah. putting in the C- practice hours. That's mm-hmm. a, yeah. Prepared.
0: It would it would be counterproductive if you didn't keep practicing. Right. Yeah. But those you're yeah. like practicing and you're like, Oh well these things are coming in my head and I'm digging up it's like that's coming back later. You're coming mm-hmm. back to it. you you're you're putting that in the bank and you're using it on the next shoe
2: definitely like today i made a bunch of shitters but like i learned quite a bit from all the shoes that i made today so I'm well gonna try to what those. do you guys
0: work on the most
2: made some drafts then we made some tool and fullers um <coughs> i made two bevels as well and gavin made a couple roadsters but.
1: roadsters mostly draft shoes actually
0: what were yeah. you guys working on then like what problems um, were coming up
1: I tried the, uh, 12 and a half inch half by one, tried bumping up that, was not happy with the way the toe turned out. So then I what, tried what the- What happened with it? I don't know. I, gotta I never even got a, to figure out never even got a picture. Well, my phone was plugged in. Yeah. You my didn't, phone was plugged in. You didn't want to see in. it. <laughs> it wasn't too great, but, uh, I got to figure out how to gather up a nice toe- like, I don't know, it's just uh, trying to bump that much in there and uh, getting the offset right on that as well. Like I offset it three quarters, but like looking at it when I was getting ready to bump it, it just looked like there was so much to the outside and almost like looked weenie, right? So yeah, yeah,
0: yeah it's then, it's yeah. hard because I thought the same th- thing when I made that shoe a couple of nights ago, I was like. I was bumping it, I'm like, jeebus, I have like- Is that why you th- bumped
1: the outside
0: up? I just bumped the outside up because that's what Mark told me to do. Oh, okay. Mark put that, I don't know if you saw that in the comment section on, I made that 11 inches of quarter by one. Well, okay, Mark, yeah. and Milster is like, well, why are you doing that? Is this a forging exercise size? I'm like, well, I'm just trying to find the top and bottom of each section. You know, uh-huh. like when you're gonna jump to the next section. He's what
1: well, he cut say? out
0: a bunch of work for me, and he just told me all of Cat Six's sections of what they used. <laughs> of like, he's like, "Well, this is what we used on Cat 6, you know. And well. I, I forget. <laughs> I forget. Like they they didn't jump up to quarter by one until. Man, it was a while. It was like thirteen and a half or something like that. Is when they finally bu- jumped up to the next one. Oh, but there. he's. Eating. but he said that they would uh they would bump up two thirds of the shoe, yeah he says so we always went twelve inches and under was half uh one by one one by half twelve to thirteen inches you were gonna of one by half is two thirds in the toe you're gonna bump two thirds and then you're gonna bump the toe
1: yeah yeah if I would have bumped up my outside, it would have made a uh been more sense but
0: mm. yeah i you know but then when i made that shoot i thought i don't know if i would needed to bump up that outside i mean from fucking, the beginning yeah
2: you, you got it down to, so much
0: you, that you go to whipping on the dang yeah. thing to get the width i'm like when i got done i was like i drew on this thing again i don't know That's if i r- needed r- it i think i think the, the only thing, right. thing is like it did is like it it, it made it easy the caulking came quick i had a square mm-hmm. you know when i turned that thing up it was pretty you know because i just put a bump into it so that came quick but the reason that lateral looks so big is because all you're going to do is flatten it yeah really you're going to flatten it and gather it up a little bit and be done with it pretty much but then the medial you're getting after that thing you're well, the main reason that i didn't send like you
1: picture was the caulk turned out really bad <laughs> that was the main reason why i didn't send a picture was the call what
0: happened on the caulking
1: just having a brain fart
0: dude (laughs) a little bit too much twist yeah oh like it was too much around
1: like uh in travel i guess i tried to get it way out there and it was you're like watch (laughs) troy even said it you're like like, watch out
0: (laughs) like troy you want to see one that can really come around i can do it it i'm gonna get it in travel (laughs) and
1: it was not in travel and, Yeah, it was bad.
0: Oh. <laughs> it was real bad. That's fucking great though. <laughs> that's that was the hardest thing about like that pattern that I was made that shoe do the other night is like it's so wrappy of a pattern <clears throat> that's like you that's what I was s- trying
1: to keep in mind and that's what I told him. I was like, I gotta get out there and around, but
0: Yeah. That's where you like you think- almost just have to fit those things full. Yeah. I was gonna
2: ask, do you think it's better to fit him like with a low quarter and follow the foot, or just put a high quarter and
0: box it to fit? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. This is why I, I, everybody probably on the team gets tired of me saying Palm Springs. I'm like, it's just gonna be huge, man. And you just yeah. box like. That's why I sent those two pictures the other night in the group chat. I sent the unrast shoe with the diving board all around it. And then I sent oh, the like rasp- a
1: before and after. Then I rasped
0: yeah. that whole corner off, you know, just to show that that's what it's going to look like before, and that's what's going to look. Really, it doesn't look bad after it's rasped up. I don't think. Like, I, think right. don't no, I thought it looked good. Good. decent. And that's just on a pattern, you know. Then you throw it on a horse, and the horse has heel and hair sticking back over that to hide some of that, anyways. Too. It's like, man, they look really nice then. Like, they yeah, look pretty strong.
1: What were the bevels that you made today?
2: I made one out of thirteen and a half, of inch and a quarter. We're doing the uh, foot surface ball punches, so it's pretty much a mass slit. But how much do I made, you put
0: in the toe of that thing?
2: I've only been bumping a half an inch, and then I like my second heat just I'll do a toe oh, bump. just
0: in the inch and a quarter ones.
2: Yeah, half an inch for my mass slit. But uh,
0: what about when you make it out of half by one?
2: I'd probably go like a little more, like three quarter. I would imagine. Okay just to get a nice clip, keep up with Stan. <laughs>
1: yeah, Yeah. and what, then did you put another inch into it after that?
2: I really try not to overdo it with the toe bump. Um, oh, okay, this, that makes more sense. Yeah.
0: I thought you said you were just doing a half an inch at oh. total in the toe, I was like.
2: No, no, the, no just wow. for the maslet, like the narrow toe bump. Um, okay. Yeah, right. the second heat, I'll do like a half a heat bump and then make my section to where and I just have a heat for each heel, pretty much. Nice. Yeah, and it's just a plain stamp after that. But
0: Your shoe came around today nice, the bevel?
2: The bevels weren't too bad. Um, I was trying to, like, get them pretty nice off the hammer, but I yeah. learned some things, and, like, of course you would um, try new things, but um, I guess that's just a part of the learning process of not quite satisfied with, what you're putting
0: out no what what's holding what do you feel like holding you back on bevels right now what i do to one side i need to do to the other like
2: like sounds simple basic blacksmith like elementary stuff
0: and why do you why do you think it's so hard
2: i think i could just like skip over it um which it always comes back and bites you in the
0: ass but um
2: well it's easy
0: it's easy to like over exaggerate something you don't think you are but then you look at it later and you're like yeah whoa what was i doing there (laughs) Um, yeah i've kind of got the preset
2: of like you hear people like you never want to cheat the medial toe and then like a lot a lateral out and around so like i have a shoe that's like (laughs) super elongated on the
0: diagonal and it is yeah so i'm trying it's u- to like, it's usually like the first that. thing that like grabbed my eye on your shoes and like oh yeah. that medial toe you didn't miss that bastard. <laughs> like yeah. it's out there yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah. why i was saying is like in our head we're like all right we're coming over the horn we're gonna like get over mm-hmm. that medial toe and then come down off of it it's like, right then you look at it and you're like oh man yeah stan's I been pretty helpful any of that
2: of like he's always on me of like trying to make a toe symmetrical if the foot will let you from toenail to toenail like make it symmetrical and then you have an arc for each branch and, like you can fit up pretty dang quick
0: when you do it like that yeah and it looks centralized around the frog yep i mean man that's there's sometimes you think that like keg shoes are evil right and whatever but you look at some of those keg shoes and they go on feet very easy there's right. a reason they have those bold toes and kind of those real bland Archie quarters you know for a hind foot and it's like they go on feet though really really easy and it's like well sometimes it's not that bad of an idea to take a like you don't want to make feet crappy or anything or and it's not that you're making feet crappy but it's just like little tips and tricks in your handmaids you're like if i can make this toe easier to fit you know that it's not really weird so i i know that's you get panicky about fit, and you start trying to fit every little tiny quarter of an inch, yep, and if you try fitting every little quarter of an inch, that's really hard, like yeah. then it looks all kinky and brought it weird and brought around, but if like like you're like you saying, you're saying you like you just have this nice soft toe, and then you just have this arch coming from the toe to the heel and another arch coming from toe to heel, like that's a horse's foot, yep, that's pretty pretty easy to get on there, mhm-, for sure. What do you figure out with the roadsters that you got to do different, Gavin?
1: Um, Well, mostly I was just working on that size that you mentioned and give it a whirl, and I was trying to fit for that pattern. And uh, then I went and tried to do like an inch and a quarter one after that, and that turned out better. So that made me uh, feel better after that. That one turned out okay-ish, but... um, just uh, I wanted to try another inch and a quarter once since I had him here to run the sledge on it just kind of figure out a system, you know get a system out because those ones suck making them by yourself
0: tell me about
1: it that's why I jumped on that and then um, I think I just need to get more um, get faster you know get them done quicker and it was helpful Having the striker here instead of having to just do them by yourself all the time, and you can, <coughs> they do get sped up, and you become more efficient at it. You know, having oh, yeah. uh, like as if, if you're running it in a go, so mm. that that's helpful. You know, and uh, we didn't we didn't get uh, too much time to do two and fullards, but we're gonna do some more of those in the morning before he takes off. Mm-hmm. But, um, you got
0: some draft shoes made though. Yeah, how'd those
1: yeah. go? Uh, the first one, he tried to uh, give me a less. So my toes have been coming up weak, right? Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of a little bit. They just need some width to them, and so he kind of like coached me up on uh, trying to gain a little bit more width. So the second one, uh, was a how lot are you better. going
0: about grabbing, getting the width out of there? Just bumping. He pulled one, the inner rim like a clip.
2: Yeah. in the straight of Full a lot of the englishmen they talk about making sections in the straight of like they're planning ahead for their tobin because oh yeah your inner rim is just going to fatten right back up so oh. you can push that material aside and that width stays there
0: yeah it's you put structure to it for sure almost that's something new i've been like I would do it, and then I wouldn't do it. I would do it, and then you—you you, usually you would be the one to be like, "Well, you aren't doing this to so your shoe this straight anymore." I'm like, yeah, I probably should do that again. <laughs> it's like, I, I've been forgetting yeah. <laughs> because it does like it helps a ton, especially with these shoes. You're trying to have flat, crisp toes. Yeah. Where you're that not wanting any waiver to them, like. For sure. That little stuff adds up. Huge, because you—if you think too, you're like, well, I'll do it at the end. I'll do it at the end. But like, that's how you have that super peeled inside rim. You know, that mm-hmm. the ground surface of the section is further in st- than the hoof surface of the section, or the vice versa. Yeah, you know what I mean. The hoof right. side is—if you're looking at the ground side of the shoe, you can see the inside rims tilted. It's yeah. on a diagonal, because you, mm-hmm. the hammer just blew it up there. But if yeah. you do it in the beginning, you forge on it so many more times that it's all nice and evened out and the section's straight up and down on the inside. Mm-hmm. Did it Did it help your toes out, Gavin?
1: Big time. <laughs>
0: did
1: it? Big time. Yeah. So that was uh helpful and came out cleaner, you know, and then also obviously working on like heel checks, like my Heels. other ones are just a little bit weenie, so just trying to get them nice and nice coming around kind of,
0: nicer today
1: yes yeah Nice. on uh the the ones after the first one yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah some progress and then i'll uh, we'll crack out a few more tomorrow morning and yeah
0: yeah i thought that was a good idea too like troy was telling the other day like working on like uh, crappier shapes and stuff like yeah. that yeah that's a good idea on those draft shoes especially mm-hmm. on those like a lot of times drafts will have those really wrappy quarters or wrapped around heels where it's like, and that shoe, that's one of the hardest things to do on that shoe is to get those heels to come around and not screw them all up.
1: Yeah. That was the shape he was basically putting them all in all the day was, uh, just not like a table shoe, you know? Mm, and, yeah. uh, as far as Heinz go, you know, it's, they're either just going to be really straight or they could, you know, be nice so it's kind of hard to uh as far as like a different interpretation from fronts to hinds as far as like a weird shape i would think you know
0: hinds the worst thing you'll get in a hind on a draft horse is they'll have that inside that's like straight yeah it is straight with a hooked around medial heel like Uh that baby just comes cooking around and the lateral will just be so far out that you'll never think it's that far when you're at the anvil you know you'll continue yeah. like there's no way there's no way there's and then you'll come over to the horse and you still see quarter sticking out past your shoe <laughs> you're like god damn <laughs> what do i do <laughs> like, that's that's the worst that could happen on those like for ugly high and that is a hard 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 shape to put oh, in the yeah. shoe and not yeah. make it look just mangled putting right. straight
1: spots in horseshoes is hard
0: dude especially those draft shoes like i i made that one the other night that i sent to the group chat that was super straight through the and it was like when you're fullering, you feel like man i feel like i've been going straight forever <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it's like you're driving yeah. through the desert you're like yeah. geez they're ever going gonna be mad. a turn <laughs> 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 <It's been> lost <laughs> oh man yeah. it was, those are hard they're really hard to make
1: yeah, one thing, so I tried making one two and fuller here before we had a little bit of time, but uh was trying to use a different block, and
2: one of those ones that I made at your place with the pup that I think the PNW team's still using.
1: Okay, so, yeah. So no, the first thing I on. did is I ran the inside, super coarse, <laughs> 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 just because I just wasn't set up, you know, I've been used to using the one that you got there, so.
0: Yeah, that happens pretty easy on those where you just but, get like used to a section and not to just yeah. foldering them Mhm where that's kind of like the whole gig on them is you have to eventually just get to a point where you're just like got eyes on the tools and laser beaming them to the to the oh, center the other section
1: thing is, uh it's not lit very well in there, so it's got some dark shadows. So yeah. it's like, I don't know if I'm seeing the inside or. Dude.
0: <laughs> Especially with such a little rim. It's such a tiny little like, flat spot on the tool and folders. Yeah. <laughs> you have no idea where you are. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it'd be good to hard.
1: crack into them in the, the daylight tomorrow.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: One thing that was surprising with the tool and folder is the fronts, you can make those a lot quicker than Heinz. Those accessories take quite a bit of time.
1: What did you have yours done in like four heats, right?
2: Yeah, got two heats in the section and then uh, turn my toe, fuller each branch and clip.
0: So that's five. Five heats, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah it's quick. Well, yeah, quick.
0: yeah, the, front, the front's got one last clip and nothing going on the heels. Like it's still yeah. got the, but the front. You gotta be spot on.
1: That block he made with those heels in there is pretty sweet.
2: Yeah, that those heel blocks they come in handy. But some people yeah. aren't a fan of them. But I think I am. I I like that.
0: Yeah, it's they They can be super nice if everybody's on the same page. Mm-hmm. Like I oh, think yeah. I think that's where they're at. We're like if everybody's coming out and like things are going good, sections are good, oh, they're sweet. But if yeah. you got guys that are like. You might need to cut a little off some heels. This guy is gonna be bigger than this guy. Something like that's like, eh, maybe a waste of time. <laughs> it's like yeah. those heels yeah. are gonna need doctored either way. Yeah. <laughs> I had a conversation
2: with Stan about it, and he says that like the heel blocks that have the spine that aren't just like a generic like spooned over. Um, he says it gives you a target to shoot for, so he thinks that you like fit up quicker.
1: Oh like, yeah, can, you yeah.
2: actually have a reference point. You're, yeah. you're not just like fit into nothing really like what's in, the
1: spine like the,
2: the line that goes down the the heel like it's not just a generic rounded
1: oh the, yeah kind of splitter block
2: mm, no you know like it's got the line in the you know like if you're interview. looking at
0: the heel you like look like the shoes on the foot you're looking at the foot and oh i see it looks yeah. like there's a I, line I, I, going yeah. down yeah. the heel yeah yes. the, like yeah, lines yeah, yeah. out into the section yeah mm. i see what you're saying well that's that line's like calling your pocket Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's where I'm going, right here. Mm-hmm. That's where it's going to be. And it's like – so you see a lot more upper teams throw the line on there. And then you see – From the get-go? Yeah, from the get-go or they rasp them in, you know. And oh, yeah. they, no matter what, it's going to get rasped a little bit up and stuff. But, like he's saying, they have it right away. So it's just like – then they got they know right where to put it. They aren't trying to, like, guess where they're going to rasp the line in. Mm-hmm. But then you see some other teams, they'll just round them off. So then it's not – it's not pointing somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it looks really good when it's in line. It yeah. doesn't look very yeah. good when you missed it. <laughs> right. So when your spine, when the spine isn't lined up with the heel line, but spine, you're like. Wow. So it's a
1: commitment, essentially. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a big commitment. Mm-hmm. I guess it's it the is. same with the hinds on the medial wedge. You know, if you put that line in there.
0: Yeah. Ours is a little, the hinds a little different because the hinds, it's. Socially acceptable to not call your pocket on them.
1: Yeah, I guess. Uh, it's it's okay
0: to round it for yeah. safety. Yeah. Even though that back half ain't hitting nothing, it's still no, for safety.
1: Let's be in the next pan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. <laughs> possible,
0: possible. <laughs> the, yeah. the 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 hinds. It's like that's where the easy part is is fitting up. Is you gotta you gotta mm-hmm. be kind of big on the outside, Too you know. Clip. You're just it's like a pleasure fit on the outside. The inside's just a is a pleasure hunter fit. It's not a it's not penny on a penny, really. A little bit of a hall pass. I feel like there is, don't you? Yeah. I've never been on a hind foot, so it's hard for me to say. But well, when you're practicing with those guys, like with the WCB, are they like pretty? Are they trying to fit that inside penny on a penny? From what I remember, yeah, they were fit. are they? Pretty tight. Well, like tight, yeah. No, no, flat center around there, but is it right. like with the foot? Um, like Ray Charles couldn't tell there was a shoe on there. <laughs> I, I would say he, he, he'd probably be able to feel the shoe, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it yeah. just, it seems like that a little bit. I, I could be, I could be wrong, obviously, but it feels like. You gotta have a little bit of a beauty ring around it.
2: I feel you like know? there's definitely a hall pass on Roadster Day for the medial. Oh yeah, yeah, like
1: yeah. So, a question I kind of have for you, Troy, is: What was it like? So, after practicing with uh, <laughs> Team PNW all last year, four-man team, what was it like going to your first WCB team practice? Were you nervous, or were you excited, or how did you feel about that?
0: A little bit of both, like.
2: I was a little nervous, but mostly excited, like yeah, looking forward to all the things I was going to be learning. Um, Probably the biggest thing that surprised me was like, it seemed like there was so much more time in the go. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: because they're handy dudes and yeah, you got like, it figured out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, like I, I wasn't rushing, like I was trying to like be punctual with what I was doing, but nobody yeah. was like trying barking down my throat. Arm. Yeah, like you need to go, like, get out of my way. But there was none of that. Like, we finished with plenty of time left.
1: So so those three were on the team last year, right? Yeah.
2: So I, I pretty much took Poe's spot. Yeah. I'm same corner of the horse, just a lefty. Yeah. Hopefully what? I could hold up that corner as well as he did. That's the goal.
0: So there, yeah. is there, there's never a time where, like, Stan's telling you, like, okay, Troy, you need to move on.
2: In the group chat. Like that's where but, but not during me to practices. School,
0: Practice is just um, letting it roll. It's more like, Pretty much like rope.
2: we're just trying to help every each other out. Like the camaraderie and teamwork on there, it was it was pretty cool to see. I thought it was yeah. gonna be like a lot more chop busting, but like I think they realize that they're only as strong as their weakest link and like it's pretty evident that I am their weakest link. So they just wanna help me out and help me learn as much as I can which I'm thankful for that.
0: That is, that is a different dynamic right away. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and just like, you are a very teachable weakest link. I try to be. And so like, it's one thing if your weakest link is very unteachable. That's yeah. very, that's frustrating. Well,
1: that's... you know how, like when babies, when they're like newborns or whatever, like their brains are like a sponge, right? Right. So, Troy's still like in the young stage, like a um, malleable. His brain is still like a sponge and able to soak it in. Oh, yeah. You know? Um,
0: no, for sure. He asked sure. me
1: something today, like, what do you notice in me? I was like, you're very attentive. You know? You pay attention and you're always like willing to jump in there and try to learn something from somebody.
0: And that's hey, really I what I think it that takes, is, right? Yeah, it really it, it he's one of those people it's like you give him advice because he knows he's gonna use it mm-hmm. too it sucks giving advice to people you're like this is just going right to the wayside and it's something that like i'm not very good with especially something like if i'm giving somebody advice and they're not it's just not using it and it's just like it's one thing if they're not using it but they're still perspiring you know what i mean like still mm-hmm. doing good with that, but it's like if they just aren't taking the advice and still doing bad, you're, it's like it's just frustrating. It's all get out. Yeah, where like that just doesn't happen with you. You like take that advice, and you might even take it further. You're like, yeah, I tried to do that, but I couldn't figure it out, and I didn't want to ask anybody again, so I just figured it out. Bang my head against the wall. <laughs> yeah, but uh. but like it's it that's what's helped you out of, uh, a ton. It's just like that's the only way. There's like. There's zero shortcut. You have to put in the same amount of hours. So it's pretty easy, I bet, for people to look and be like, well, you've only been shoeing horses for three and a half years. and But in reality, you've probably put more hours in the shop than they have in their 10 years (laughs) or their 15 years. So it's like, well, that's where it's at right there. It's like it's an hour log, and Troy logged more hours than you. (laughs) So that's why he's doing better.
2: I definitely don't want to have any regrets when I'm like, old and can't like get underneath horses anymore i don't want to look back and like man i wish i would have done this so well, i want hey, to try my go ahead the bitter
0: reality is you're gonna
2: Everybody, right yeah yeah, One, yeah. Yep. so
0: it's yeah. like you don't 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 beat yourself up later in life that you're like well shit i got some regrets because like i don't want to be like bear bad news for you it's like but guess what dude if you're out practicing all the time you aren't doing something like you're always taken from something Mm -hmm. there's never there's never where you're like well I'm just this is free time and right here you know it's the only thing I have to be doing it's like there's there's always something else always something else I guess I guess
2: at this point in my life like I don't have many responsibilities like I've got a girlfriend but I don't have any kids or like I can just I can spend as much time in the shop as I want and i i try to do that the best i can because i enjoy it but um, yeah
0: easy to do when yeah. you really like it yeah
1: but it's what also kind of- that
0: you 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 like it, a lot of people really like things and they don't still make it happen for them or they have opportunities handed to them and don't make it happen for them like where you have perfect opportunity you like you live above your shop you don't have any other responsibilities so like that allows you also to keep your clientele probably lower and you get to stay in the shop more mm-hmm. and like you get a you get to accomplish these goals way easier yeah
1: didn't you say like in the winter time up there it gets pretty wintery right and like yeah the, the horseshoe and slows down in the sense of trimming and for sure shoes yeah. or whatever so
2: there's more clients than i would like that like they're like well we'll see you in the spring like <laughs> <and> <laughs> that's not too good for the pocketbook but uh um, <laughs> So I end up just thankfully I've I've got a power hammer and press. So.
1: <clears throat> yeah, you've been building a lot of like hammers and uh, tongs and stuff lately, right?
2: Yeah, trying to, and that all started from going to a clinic at Riley's place. Like he lit that fire for me. So.
0: Yeah, that was the first time I met you.
2: Yeah. I I oh, come was it?
0: Yeah, Troy came with Russell Calvin and Steve, and they took a, an axe and hammer making clinic at my house
1: oh shit and we yeah. made
0: I, th- well, I think like we made tongs too while you were yep. there I made some well, how, tongs, long you, how long have you
1: been at it to that point
2: i want to say it was like just about a year
1: and you're going straight into making hammers
2: well it was russell's idea and he hit steve up and steve was like hey do you want to come with and like i, I wasn't going to try to pass that opportunity by so
0: oh yeah a lot of people know who Riley is, so it was, it was funny. But like even then, man, I saw that glimpse into because I was, was, I was telling Chelsea the story just the other day of like Troy's always so confident in what he's doing. It doesn't matter who's telling him what to do. That it, like you were making a cross and I was like, all right, man, just kind of blend these lines, and then you're like, I don't want to blend those lines in there. Be like this. Yeah. Like, okay well i'm just trying to like tell help you out here and you're like yeah, uh-uh. fuck me then. This is how, yeah I'm like yeah. who the fuck cares what i say I yeah. what is that what do i know about you. hammers Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but
0: i was like man you got kid knows what he wants <laughs> not gonna let anybody screw that up for you you were like i really like how it looks right now i'm not screwing with it anymore <laughs> yeah
2: yeah i remember at that point like i had a pretty fat cross peen and like it looked like somebody was clipping it with like a rounding hammer like there was so many (laughs) hammers so I was like I thought of it like aim small miss small so I was like I want a really narrow peen so like it helped but like it it like cut right through the shoe it didn't like make a good source so
0: yeah there's a point where a fuller becomes a hot cut yeah
1: Pretty much, it's, yeah. it's no
0: longer just spreading metal; it's just going right through it, just <laughs> slicing right yeah. through. <laughs>
2: yeah, it was pretty funny because uh, Steve didn't like the hammer that he made at your place, so he was like, he kind of bummed me into giving that first hammer that I made to him. And the first thing <laughs> he did with it was like he ground my peen back. <laughs> That's so, But yeah, that thing lives in his shoeing truck now, which I think is kind of cool. But that
0: is super cool, man.
2: Yeah
1: just another case of like seizing an opportunity when an opportunity was there for him, you know, yeah. jumped on it. And you know, look at the hammers he's building now they're fucking sweet.
0: Oh yeah, man. Your, your hammers are super, super clean. That is a, it is a cool thing to see. And it's cool. That is like Gavin's right. That you had, you saw that you're like, you probably already knew you're like, man, clientele dies around me yeah. around winter. I have a shop mm-hmm. space already that I could start put putting some tools in. Like, yeah. I might as well start saving up and try to create another source of income for myself in the winter time. Right. Mm-hmm. A, why would you not take that's every, every horseshoer that is like pretty successful and pretty well known has done multiple things. Yeah, they yeah. don't like it, it. I don't think there's many out there that have just shot horses. Right. I, I don't. I think they've all. Make make sense of other ventures,
1: you know, mm-hmm. to other I, kinda,
2: I think like to be sort of successful in anything in life, you need to be well rounded. Yep. So
1: you're working at that. <laughs> trying to be. <laughs> yeah. Think, you uh,
0: do you have other goals for your shoeing outside of competition?
2: To be honest, not really. Like I I enjoy the contests, being around the WCB. I think it's pretty cool that they're doing Spruce Meadows again, so yeah. In a couple of years I'll try to see if I can climb that mountain. But
0: Yeah, it's gonna big, be a pretty big, big one. mountain.
1: You can do it.
0: Yeah, it'll be exciting to see how big it is this first year. Yeah. it like, uh, it'll be
1: Is that going on during payout. the is that going on during like the big uh world show there or whatever they're called? Yeah. It is. The Masters. The Masters. Yep. Yeah, I was having a client, talking to her yesterday or whatever, and uh, they're going to be up there at the same time, and I was like, t- we were talking about it or whatever, and uh, she's like, I wonder if it's at the same time as the Masters or whatever, and I was like, I don't know, I'd have to look at the dates, but that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, it's
0: at the same time, that's why it's kind of, it would be a big deal, cause there's a bunch of people yeah. around and everything, so
1: pretty so good it'll almost kind of be like a sort of Calgary type feel then, I guess yeah to a degree yeah uh, with
0: yeah, well, yeah i don't know winner. i don't i never got to go to calgary but i think also it might be a little different because i think calgary was calgary's a rodeo
1: yeah this is a sport horse event it's a three-day event yeah <clears throat> isn't it like a event horses from my understanding uh she does like uh show jumping you know yeah so that's her yeah it'll a little
0: different feel but no matter what if you're going for the horseshoe in competition you don't really care what the rest of it's like too right. much <laughs> but,
1: Well, if you're a single guy you might be going out gallivanting for a little bit yeah
0: you <laughs> might be could you show jump a little bit no,
1: <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> that's well, do uh, you do you live in an area that couldn't like is there clientele there that will be that could let you work through the winter like eventually
2: Yeah, like I I do the Border Patrol's horses. Um, Steve actually just recently gave me that account, but that's been a good one. And then um, there's a big Morgan farm that I do their horses, and that's one of my favorite stops, actually, on Monday. I'll be going there. How
1: does that Border Patrol account work? So is it uh, by the government or?
2: Yep. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah, just the U.S. Border Patrol. Mm.
1: How many horses is it?
2: They have... um, they only have five right now, but like last year they had nine and okay. they retired a couple and then I think one of them died like a coliced or something, but yeah, yeah, the winters are pretty hard. So
1: do they keep them shot all year round then?
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sharp shoes in the wintertime and I would like to keep handmaids in them in the summer, but depends on how many,
1: what are they, are they wearing out the shoes like every trip?
2: Um, yeah, it depends on how hard they're riding them. But, yeah, yeah. They go out in the back country and like see if they're finding anything out there. People trying to cross the border, but That's up up north, it's pretty uneventful. Yeah, no one's trying right to here. go from
0: Canada to America. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was They're probably trying to keep off. Americans. Uh, trying to to keep Americans back on our side. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, get back here. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Yeah, I was actually talking to one of the agents uh, last time I was out there, and he said that they've caught two people in the last 15 years.
1: Oh, jeez. Yeah. I guess it's not like the Mexican border, I guess. Right. No.
0: Oh, why are my tax dollars paying you, Troy? <laughs> Sell all those five horses. Top Sorry, dollar. Troy. They got to go. <laughs> two people in 15 years is not enough. <laughs>
1: That's uh, awesome. They probably weren't even. They
0: probably weren't even trying to do anything. This border patrol <laughs> is like, hey, you're the first guy I've seen in six <laughs> years of this job. I'm arresting you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, jeez. How funny. long
1: do you foresee yourself uh, competing with the WCB? And how much longer do you think you foresee yourself just, uh competing?
2: Um, I would say as long as I can, or like as long as it interests me, um, I don't have any plan on slowing down anytime soon. Like,
1: didn't you say you do uh, uh an amount of fitness as well? Yeah, like, like you're trying to keep in shape. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I work out after I forge every day, and I hate that. Like, it's it's one of those things like I just have to have discipline with and make didn't myself do it. You say do you forge but...
1: till like midnight sometimes?
2: Uh like last summer I was, I was getting pretty crazy with that, but now I'm trying to, like be a little bit more fit and have, have some good lungs so I don't, like, bog down in the vice. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, day-to-day, day I, like, probably spend, like, three hours making shoes, couple hours making hammers. And then, like, most of the time, like, if I could swing it, I just want to do, like, a half-day shoeing to where, like, I still have energy when I come back to the shop and I'm not just pooped. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, three hours making shoes normally. And, um, and then I run a mile and do some pull-ups and push-ups after but like i, I never look forward to that part of the day
0: it's... you run like on a treadmill or you go out and run no. in the snow
2: no no i put gloves on and long johns and sweats and go out in the winter
0: just <laughs> sweater out yeah my dad always
2: tell would tell me to br- embrace the suck so yeah exactly I'm trying to do my best to do that <laughs>
0: i heard a good saying the other day that discipline creates motivation and I thought that was kind of a good one of like, there's those times of like, you don't have the motivation to do it, but discipline will carry you through and yeah. by carrying through with the, that, you know, with that, eventually that discipline will create into more motivation because you know, you can get through it and you know, you can keep on doing it. Mm-hmm. I, thought, I thought that was a pretty good saying because sometimes yeah. people will say like, oh, why well, just don't have the motivation to do it? And it's like, well, that's when discipline needs to kick in. And you right. gotta go out there and just make it happen. Just, mm-hmm. s- I like that quote. It was a, a good, good one, because there is a lot of times we're like, man, I, I, I'll be out there like I'm cutting a piece in the bar stock, like in the saw, and I'm like, <laughs> you can still go in, you can still Painting go inside, yeah. you can still go <laughs> inside, it can still happen, and you're like but once it gets in the fire once you do like a very, like i just like i got to get myself to the fire and once i get it in the fire and i'm going i'm like all right it's happening i'm, I'm gonna. and then as you're going through it you start gaining some motivation and you know you're like all right it's looking okay i'm just kind of come around all right i want to see this through to the end and then like mm-hmm. so i mm-hmm. thought that was a good one a good one
2: yeah i guess i'm spoiled cuz i've got like pretty nice heated shop that like it's not an inconvenience of being out in the weather like you. Like, Oh, dude. The that other, probably sucks in the winter. The other time. night,
0: I was grinding hammers till like, almost 9 o'clock at night. And I, before I left the shop, it was, like, 19 out there. <laughs> I was just, like, no fucking wonder. I was shivering pretty bad at the grinder because the grinder is just, like, blowing cold air on you. Yeah. You got to keep cooling the, the hammer down with the water. Your hands yeah. are wet. Like, it's just, like – uh, sometimes it just sucks, but pretty yeah. view. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the view's <laughs> yeah, not... Pretty view. It's dark out. can't yeah. see nothing, but. <laughs> I, can hear, I can out. hear stuff sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I see, stuff, see stuff wandering by.
1: <laughs> yeah. That'd be creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, like, oh, man. No, it would be easier warm. with a warm shop. Warm shop would. I definitely think that a lot. Like, man. Yeah. That'd be nice to be out here in a yeah. t-shirt. For me, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> going on the run. Like I just stare at my shoes sometimes, like don't want to put them on, but
0: <laughs> that's why I, that's why I see the treadmill. I was like, I could maybe see if if I had a treadmill, I'd maybe run a mile, <laughs> but uh, actually just putting on shoes and going and running for a mile. That's hard. That mm-hmm. is a- yeah.
2: and It's cold enough that like, I don't want to spend much time out there. So I end up like running as fast as I can. And that, like, that sucks in itself.
0: <laughs> Burning so, your lungs away. Yeah. and that cold air. Just chill. <laughs> Young and dumb. <laughs> no, but it is huge. Yeah, a lot I mean, of people don't it, think about it. You got to have a lot of cardio in the vice.
2: Yeah, for sure. It's
0: a, it's a big deal. And the pull-ups
2: and push-ups, I think, are pretty beneficial, too, of, like, pushing down on a sandbox or even a rasp, like,
0: to get that shoe topped off. You, you got to put some weight on it. I think – I think pull-ups – I do pull-ups and push-ups, and I think they're huge for your back. Cause, like, they might not seem like it, but they're big core workouts.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Especially, like, if you do your pull-ups where you're pulling your knees up as you do each one, too, where you're, like, completely flexing your core each entire pull. Like, man. That's when – you, like stretches your
1: back out at the same time.
0: It stretches your back out a little bit. Like, I'll hang from the pull-up bar a little bit and let it yeah. stretch me out. But it's, like, people that have back problems, usually because they got – a beer belly yeah like it's a very Mm -hmm. common thing guys are like oh keep bending over like that hurt your back you're like yeah keep fucking having that fat ass belly you're gonna hurt your back too bud like you might want to take care of yourself a little bit because like if you're out there (laughs) underneath horses a whole bunch and you're just working your back out non-stop underneath horses you gotta Mm -hmm. you gotta take care of that front side or at least do something to help yourself out or it's just for sure gonna hurt and keep hurting more and more and more
2: yeah. In my apprenticeship, Steve Ritchie, he'd always talk about like doing sit ups after work and like stretching mm-hmm. before work, but like his analogy is kinda like he thinks horseshoers get one sided. Like they've got a really strong back, but like most of the time a pus got.
0: That's exactly so, it, man. They, yeah. You're it's it feels fine when you're in equal when you're equaled out. Mm-hmm. When things are pulling evenly on each other. That's when For you're sure. doing pretty good.
1: It always seems like the guys with the big guts are the, always the ones. When you see them bent over, you just see a big old butt crack because their jeans yep. are falling down. It's like, that's something oh, yeah. I've wondered about. Like if you're yeah. that guy, like showing up a- to clients all the time, like how do you feel with your butt crack hanging out in front of a even, gal or a guy? They don't you even know, notice, dude. They don't even notice. Yeah,
2: try to be professional, and they're showing all they're their just, clients their crack.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: they're just trying I, to
0: breathe. <laughs> They're really thinking about their crack. They're just trying to breathe. <laughs> They're like, wow, I get like, someone give me my hoof cradle. <laughs> <laughs> I get
1: self conscious if like my shirt comes untucked while I'm working. You know, I'm like, I don't want them to see like my backside. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I'm know, right there with you, you, dude. I I tuck my shirt in before I go to the client. Everything, even my yeah. sweatshirt most time is underneath my apron to kind of hold it down. yeah.
1: yeah. I don't want. I mean. My butt crack doesn't go up that high anyways, but <laughs> you know, I just like to those see the back, bare skin.
2: <laughs> or your pants don't sag that low.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, We're yeah, we got,
1: <laughs>
0: we, got the, we got the winter clinic coming up here real soon. And I thought kind of uh, something that would be good to talk about a little bit with people, because it is kind of a scary thing, is traveling to a competition. And kind of, I think we've all picked up some like tips and tricks of how to travel a little yeah. bit, like with our tools, how to kind of do things, where to go. Uh, so I thought that would be kind of cool to go, like each one of us kind of say what we've picked up with our, our travels and uh, like, it, cause it, it, you, you, you know, it's already a big thing to say, you're going to go to your first WCB, you know, you get your membership, you decide which one you're gonna go to, and now, like, booking booking the hotel room's easy, right? So they get, they tell you where to go, but then you gotta figure out how to pack your tools up, and you gotta figure out what to pack your tools up. What tools have to go in the check on? What can go in on your carry on? Like, it it's usually like, gonna be
1: under that 50 pound mark.
0: That's a big one, and so that's something that I found out is like. Especially when I first started traveling to competitions and flying, I was selling tools. S- still, oh, yeah. like, I'd have tools with me I'd bring. And so I was always overweight. And so if you are going to check in a bag, one 52-pound bag, so 50 pounds is the limit for all of them. Uh, yep. There's not really a size restraint until you get to, like, surfboards, bicycles, you know, stuff like that. But the weight limit is where they get you, and it's 50 pounds. Yeah. And you want to have a box that is strong. So that's all of us pretty much. You go to a WCB or somewhere like that, you're going to mostly see Pelican cases or the Seahorse cases that the WCB sells. Some type mm-hmm. of hard plastic case is usually the preferred route. because With wheels. The, with wheels, yes. With, with wheels, wheels and a handle like that goes up and down. Yep. Because you're gonna to have to wheel this thing in and out of the airport, up into the trucks or to the around the contest and everything, and you're gonna be close. To, you're gonna be at fifty pounds, like you. Back it's and going forth to, be, to the
1: uh, hotel. Yep.
0: Yep, yep. And so you you want to find some type of pelican or even now Harbor Freight has those hard sided boxes the now Apache. too. Apache.
1: I just bought <clears> me Apache's. one yesterday.
0: They're pretty good. They're pretty. They're pretty tough. They. I. But. The one I got didn't have wheels. They might have one that has wheels there.
1: They do. I just picked one up yesterday. because uh, Yours
0: has wheels and a handle?
1: Yep. Yep.
0: All right. There you go. So if you're looking for a cheap box, the Apache from Harbor Freight. And you usually get like 20% off codes and stuff. But I believe the like,
1: WCB sells the Seahorse ones, right?
0: Yep. And I Seahorse. believe they warranty this, it if it breaks.
1: Yep. The
0: Seahorse has a warranty, and I think they might be a dealer. I might be speaking out of my ass right now. But I'm pretty sure they warranty do the warranty stuff for you.
1: Oh, nice! Mm-hmm. I,
0: I've cool. I've had the same two pelicans forever, nine years, yeah, possibly, and that used to be my complete route of like. So when I had a bunch of tool it's cheaper to fly with two fifty pound boxes than it is to fly with one 60 sixty pound box.
1: Oh, if you're overweight.
0: If you're overweight. At all yeah, over 50 pounds, they charge you for excessive weight. The, it's yeah. cheaper to fly with two two under 50. And so that's the route I would usually take because if I was getting too heavy, I would have two Pelicans or something, and I'd put some tools in. Or you could throw some tools in with you, like in a duffel bag with some clothes and stuff. Yeah. If you're a type of person, that brings a lot of clothes. One I,
1: thing I'm, a,
0: I'm a pretty minimal packer.
1: Yeah. One like, thing to keep in, in to mind is – <clears throat> If you're going to like the WCB or something, you don't have to worry about packing a sledgehammer because they got sledges there. So there's. So that's a packs. that's
0: something that I do if I'm going to a WCB. I don't pack obviously a sledgehammer. I don't pack a brush. Yeah. Like I a see. butcher brush, and I don't pack a uh, a half round file. I buy those three items when I get there. Yep. Yeah,
2: the well shot uses- truck there they're pretty stocked yep. on everything too like hot rasp, everything you need all yep. of it yeah
0: and that's yeah so i'll usually buy a hot rest there too and a silver pencil because I'll, if i try to pack the silver pencils they blow up in the pelican every time they get yeah. broken mm-hmm. i don't have good that is one thing where i lack is like some people's toolboxes like brian stralo's toolbox he has uh rolls you know like tool rolls yeah for all his folders go in and then he's got he's a fancy. container for all of his pencils going. He'll have everything bundled together and really nice. And then he has like an organizing net on the lid of the pelican yeah. with his pencils and band aids and everything. It's awesome. <laughs> I think that's that, that's that. really
1: cool. Yeah, I'm not that organized. <laughs> he's a lot more compartmentalized.
0: Mine, mine are a bunch of course. shit cr- thrown in my box. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm like I'm dumping the whole box out every time I gotta find I something. <laughs> Well, you got rolls in your box,
1: don't you, Troy?
2: Yeah, I do. Um, Just for my fullers and drifts and head stamps. Um, But I think, like, the main thing that, like, how I go about, like, packing for a contest is, like, there's a couple classes that you do at the contest, so I set aside all the tools that I'm going to be using in that class and then some spares.
0: Yeah, Yeah, act like you're going to that anvil for the class. You're like, all right, class is about to start. i got to gather my tools for the class. And yep. just like, it, it, literally, that. I'll do the same thing. I'll, I'll empty around my anvil, which you guys know that's a big task right there. Empty around that thing. And then I'll, I'll like, all right, this class. And I'll like set up on a tool tray like I'm about to start that class. And I'll always put my spare tools underneath, right underneath the tool tray, leaned up against it, like my spare punch and my spare pritch Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. So then you get a very visual, because I've done that multiple times at home. Like, oh crap, I don't have this <clears throat> pair of tongs, or I don't have this pritchel that I needed. Like, you, you do get a very clear view. Now, do you put your folders and punches in a roll for organization or for to protect them? Protect them
2: for sure. Like I tune everything up before I leave and. Nobody wants to be that guy camping out at Craig and Christine's little grinding station tuning all their tools like 10 minutes before the go. Like, um, I, th- I feel like the biggest thing that I like missed out on in um, the first contest that I went to of like uh, Steve, he showed me how to tune like head stamps and pretzels and stuff, but I went and did the first class and like I made pretty decent shoes. Um, I won the first day in the novice, but the second day I got second. Um, the first day, like my shoes, the nail fit was horrible. Like, Steve had showed me how to tune that stuff, but I forgot or like wasn't paying attention or something. So, I thought I would just get like a a new head stamp and like, oh, it's an e head e head stamp, so it must be tuned good. So I show up yeah. on the day and like it doesn't fit it at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: That is yeah, because I have a uh, grinding rig there. So if you do need mm-hmm. mess up a punch or something, they have a, yeah. So Fix right that's there. what
0: it's mostly for it's mostly for like you booger up the tip of a punch or something and go yeah yeah or you or you take a big ding in your knife they got a they got a little grinder <clears throat> station
1: there to clean it on up i guess but the I, main thing I, that i've I never keep, like, i've roll, never wrapped
0: my tools
1: hmm. well the I main thing i keep rolls is hoof knives if i'm packing hoof knives okay and you do too yeah that's my no. only thing i use rolls my for.
0: R- my hoof knives are just in my apron yeah Oh. I just fold I just fold my apron up, throw it in the pelican. My I, I fly with that bigger pelican. Uh, it's not the 15, 20, or whatever that most people have. It's the sixteen or something. It's just a little bit bigger one, and I uh, I can fit my whole apron in there. Oh, that's sweet. All folded up, <clears> handy. <throat> yeah, I can usually so like in my in my box it for. Even these even these last ones we've been going to with the team events where we have to do tool and fuller. Tool and fuller adds a lot of weight to your box because you have to have the block and then all the other tooling to go with it. And a couple more tongs. And I can usually get in my box all my tools, my apron, and like two or three pairs of blue jeans. Hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: And so that – But all that I really I,
1: need. Yeah, need I hair. get
0: enough in there. That I can get, like, I'll be wearing a pair of blue jeans, a couple more pairs of the jeans, my backpack. I just have a backpack after that that I check on, that I carry with me. It's my carry-on. So I'll have just one check-on and my carry-on. And that also, like, I know it doesn't seem like much, but it's like, I hate dragging around a bunch of boxes and stuff. So yeah. it's really nice when you get somewhere and you guys are, like, trying to get to the rental car, trying to get to the hotel. I just, boom, got one box and a backpack. Like it's, yep. it's super quick and easy to get around in the hotel and get set up. So it, mm-hmm. it, it has made it a, a lot more simple, but it is something like, uh, don't fret, like don't, don't waste time on those hotels. Everybody does a lot of time.
1: What and do like, you mean by don't waste time? in the hotel? Well, I guess
0: we did this time too, didn't we? <laughs> like when oh. they say, <laughs> when they open the block room for it, call yes. in. Yeah. Call in. You're not getting charged that day. Even if you're like, well, I got to, it's like, you're getting charged either way when you go. Yeah. It's like, it's not costing you any more money to call right away and get a room in the block room. Like, and, and especially if you're new to going to, you want to be in the block hotel with everybody else. Like that's where you're going to get to talk and be around other people and be a part of the whole entire event and a part of the whole entire situation. 'Cause especially with your first couple WCBs, that's almost bigger than anything, is just getting to go meet everybody and stand around the tent and kinda get a be a part of Dang the environment, and get sucked into it. Yeah. That's another thing is when you go so you've packed your tools. Get I guess we Gavin, is that kinda how you pack your tools up? You'll just kinda like go through each class and get your tools gathered. <laughs>
1: Yeah, essentially, like, I just pack everything that I absolutely need for this class, that class. So basically, there's three classes, right? So you need a two-man, an individual, and the shoe And so I pack, make sure I got all those tools, and then I throw in an extra Pritchel, punch and an extra fuller, just in case. You know, because you never know. And yep. uh, so I just make sure I got the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. <laughs> i was wondering if you caught the song troy's never <laughs> even seen that movie you're
2: so... <laughs> munching on oreos
1: <laughs> the necessities.
0: Uh,
1: but, uh, all right so
0: you got you got your tools you got your your plane tickets uh, and plane tickets one thing to like Don't look too many times. Each time you look at plane tickets on your phone, they they screw you, and they They keep the price will go up each time you look. Like they just like they know it's something you need, and so they'll start they'll start fucking with you. And I I like getting a rental car every time. I I I like being my my own man, have my own transportation, and so like try to find a group of friends that you're with and try to get a rental car or something so you have a way to get around sometimes these contests are can be like 10 15 minutes away from the host hotel and so it is really nice to have something to drive mm-hmm. uh, and it's also a good idea like <coughs> act like your mom's coming with you bring a little bit of s- snacks a jacket like pack for the day <laughs> like because it is like you're uh-huh. You're going to want to go and be there the whole entire time. Like, so it is like, have be pre- kind of prepared for that.
1: The weather for Amarillo while we're supposed to be there, it's actually looking fairly decent. Sunny, 53 degrees, 46 degrees, 45, That's 57, nice. 64. Perfect. So it's nicer Perfect. than it is here. So still going to be a little chilly in the mornings, but... Don't the nice.
0: winter clinic is even a little bit different because it's there's no classes or anything like that. It's all kind of a free for all. But I would yeah. still definitely like bring a pair of like three eighths half inch tongs, a fuller, a punch and a pritchel, and a hammer. Mm-hmm. It, make make the most out of this event. You That's know, the beauty don't be, of it.
1: Is you yeah. can listen to a lecture from somebody and then like, oh, I want to go try that, Craig. And the crew, they have the uh, the rig set up there with all the anvils, and yep. you can just, if there's an anvil open, you can jump in on it, and you can go try to build something, you know?
0: There's, you just there's cup, how to there's steel, everything you need. Yep. So that's, Everybody's standing mm-hmm. around. But the only thing about it is there's going to be, I think Gavin was saying the other day, there's going to be like 250 people signed up for this That's thing.
1: what I was just trying to look up to see what the uh, members or the <coughs> attendees count is up to. Well, this is going to be the angles. first one that I've been to. Oh, really? really? Yeah. You've never been to a Winter Clinic? No. And you're representing on the team. <laughs> <laughs> Doing demos. <laughs> this
0: That's this great. will not be my first one. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm looking think, forward to it. I don't know. I I think the Winter Clinic's still kind of a new thing. It's, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty winter sure. Club?
1: Yeah. In Amarillo, I mean, the last few years, but it's been going on for quite a while. Well, long before,
0: time. well, there was, uh.
1: They've been doing did, like super I clinics. I think there's
0: is, there is three winter clinics at Poor's. I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah.
0: Poor did the one big super clinic a, a little while back. And then the next year, there was a winter clinic at his new place. Another winter clinic. At, there's two WCB winter clinics at pours and then it went to Amarillo. Pretty sure. Well, then they I had them at. I think, this, cat at I think this is the f-
1: Okay. Yeah, they've, yep. they've been going on for quite a long time. Uh, they've had them yeah. down in Houston, at uh, Jean's place, I think. Yep. So they've been. Yep. As far as the Amarillo at Wellshot, it's been the last few years, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, they,
0: I think there was a because it, there was a break there for a little bit or something that. I'm,
1: yeah, something like that. But winter clinic's a great time if uh, if you're just trying to learn a little bit about anything, you know. Hold it's a great time clinic. to meet a
0: bunch of people.
1: Yeah, meet people, and uh, everyone's willing to talk to you.
0: Do you have something that you plan on working on there, Gavin?
1: Uh, Making use be... of all those minds standing around. Yeah, I'm gonna be. Uh, Trying to focus on getting some podcast done (laughs) for the podcast. Nothing.
0: You don't have no shoe, no shoe goals.
1: Uh, I think we all know uh, the shoe goals, so we got contests working up here. So, (laughs) (laughs) got roadsters, draft shoes, and two Fuller shoes. So,
0: (laughs) I I I need to work. I need to work more on my medials of my roadsters. I would really like to have somebody like watch me do it in, in uh, of uh rasping up my medial wedges on my tool and folders. It'd be really nice to have somebody watch cool somebody job. way better. Yeah. And what other time are you gonna have guys like money, you know, standing around Bodie, <clears throat> Carl, Stan, those type you know what I mean? Like a lot of really good guys. And including the judges for the next contest.
1: Yeah. Well, pretty
0: good opportunity.
1: Bodie d- is doing a lecture on uh rasping.
0: On rasping, yeah. No, it'll be good. It'll be a very interesting. <laughs> that might
1: be uh, your solution.
0: That'll be that first day is a pretty wicked little like I think a really good start up. Of that you got Craig doing fire management. Bodie's yep. gonna do rasping, yep. and I'm gonna do
1: basic forging. So that first what are you gonna, day, a very basic day. What are you going to kind of include in the uh, the basic forging? Like kind of just give like a rough outline. I mean, don't give it all away now, but. Uh,
0: just kind of like, I think you guys have probably realized working with me that I have, like, I'm like i very body aware of what's yeah. going on with my body. And like kind of my anvil. And if like, I, I feel like I have an okay understanding of what we do, of how it affects the steel when we hit it. And I think mm-hmm. I like I get how you can hit things with a hammer and make things happen a little bit, like I don't I don't think I have it figured out at all, but I have like, I think I I'm getting I've, I'm down the trailhead, you know I'm at least a, <laughs> I'm at least like a quarter mile in on this hundred mile journey, <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> so it's I I get so that's kind of where I'm gonna start going with it is that in in the blacksmithing world those guys know moves they don't really know a project too much some of them do some of them are like well i know how to make this bottle opener but for the most part they're like well i know how to do like half face blows i know how to do this type of <coughs> fullering move this type of drawing technique this type of bending technique and so when they see a project they kind of know how to break it down well sometimes us as horseshoers we aren't good at seeing a horseshoe and breaking it down into moves yeah and so when you some you know like a guy like troy can see a horseshoe and make it for the first time because he can break it down into moves and be like well i've done that move before and i've done this move before and i've done that move before and this move before i just haven't done them together like this but i know i have to do this move before this move and this move before this move and so just having that basic understanding of forging lets him attack a shoe
1: that kind of goes along uh been seeing some People out there trying to work on some basic uh, shoes and mm-hmm. kind of I took down some notes the other night on just ways that would be able to help people um, you know move forward with that like basically what you said about you know this step goes to this step and if you're trying to learn like just the basic shoes or whatever like this is for me I don't know if it necessarily like goes for what you're gonna be saying for your your demo or whatever but like um, if you're going to make 30 fronts or whatever, start by making, like, 30 toe bends, you know, the yep. first day. Do 30 toe bends. That's day one. Go to day two. Put a heel <coughs> on the outside, you know. Put a heel on all of all those 30. shoes that same day. Yep. And then yep. the next day, do the medial heel with the medial safing, you know. Do those uh those heels all on that next day. And then uh, the next day, turn all 30 of those to start with the outside branch. Turn it. Fuller it or plain stamp it, you know, and then uh, the next day do the medial branch. Turn that one, fuller it, punch it, and then uh, if you're doing fronts or hinds, if you're doing the front, toe clip all of them, all in that one day. Like your first one, like you should see progression through that pile of shoes, you know. Keep them like, um, you know, labeled like this is your first one and you should see progression by the time you get to that like 30th shoe, right? You know, all those toe clips should be getting better. All the fullerings should be getting better. You know, all the nail holes should be getting better. So,
0: And they might not. They, might, they not. might not. They might because you're going to be getting tired.
1: Yes, too. that's true. So, if like, you
0: mm-hmm. get to cl- toe clip 20, you're like, man, up to 20, they were getting kind of good, and then they started falling off. But what you learned from 20 to 30 when you were tired might yeah. help you out on number 31 because when you're tired you learn some shortcuts you're like this sucks and my hands hurt I don't want to hit any more than I absolutely have to Uh so you start figuring out like I'm gonna do this this is just a little bit easier you know you learn some things in those in those struggles so like yeah don't don't get discouraged if they aren't all better
2: so I guess to start with the first step of what Gavin said of like what do you think makes a good toe bend Riley
0: It, 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 different like I hate saying this because it just fuels the fucking people that hate shoemakers. Like sometimes there's a difference between table shoes and shoes for horses. And I think like if you're making you know like that is very true, especially with like a roadster. A roadster shoe that looks nice on a table is is a spade. You got a pointy toe, very nice quarters and everything like that. Well, that's just not gonna go on many horses, right? Well, it's the same type of thing with three-quartered fuller, especially when you're first learning them uh, for just a basic horseshoe. I think when you're first learning basic horseshoes, a good Tobin is a symmetrical one. Yeah. A symmetrical one that's going to set you up for the next steps. And so I think a lot of people, they just want to make the Tobin that's going to match the horse's foot or you know, or the size or the pattern that they have in mind. But that's not what it's going to be in the end you need to yeah, make this toe bend t- tighter a little bit tighter because all your tooling and all your work is going to open it up the whole rest of the time so unless you want to have to fix that later and hit it more <clears throat> make it a little bit tighter but try to make it nice and even symmetrical i in think that, that's a good toe
1: bend in this situation you're just trying to get the steps down so basically yeah make, make it symmetrical because like if you can make a symmetrical toe bend, you'll be able to make one for a foot. Yep. Are you guys talking
2: around. the radius of the toe bend or the direction that the branches are pointing?
0: Well, it's going to be a little bit of both, right? Yeah. Yeah. You you can't have this this big old big old U, you mm-hmm. know, to get the brand down. So like it has to be like if it's a front shoe, just put a. a And it depends on what size of stock you're cutting of how big and how, you know, the radius is going to be. But no, it needs to be a nice, even radius. And like you're saying, the branches need to be coming out of the same direction. Yeah. I think think just like you were saying earlier, people get really wrapped up in like, well, this is the medial toe. Well, then they have like this super drastic diagonal shoe. And it's like, I think that's kind of getting away from them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where it's like, they're letting it happen and then calling it that at the end, yeah. Where it's like, well, yeah, medials, you know. And it's like I've seen that so <laughs> many times. Where you watch someone build a shoe, and they're like, yeah, you know, this toe's kind of out there, but you know, all toes are. And it's like, okay, well, fuck your unpersonal <laughs> yeah. for a second. Yeah. Let's try to make this correct. <laughs> like, so I, yeah, I think if you can make them where the branches are sticking out good, and you got a nice even toe bend to therefore set you up
1: for being able to put heels on mm-hmm. you know yes yes and being able to have them straight and uh so it can rest flat on the anvil so you can put a heel on you know yeah. you don't want to have a curvature in there when you're putting your heel on Mm-mm. you know otherwise mm-hmm. it's just gonna wreck your toe bend yeah yeah
0: or if the shoe's still too open You see people do that a lot. They get rushing through the shoemaking, and the shoe just keeps opening up on them. So then when they're making the heel, they're opening the shoe even more. And it's just like, and the shoe, they don't have anything to push against in their tongs. Because it's not like at a right angle or past. And so it's just slipping through their tongs the whole entire time, and
1: they can't really hit it. And then they get a really shallow heel. Yeah. But hopefully you learn from that first time, say you're, you know, loosey-goosey, hopefully by the... 15th or 30th shoe, you'll start to realize, like, oh, this needs to be flat on the anvil and I need to set that toe bend up just a little bit better. Yep. I feel
2: like one of the biggest things that people miss with a toe bend is, like, you want the branches pointing, the, like, in the same trajectory of the quarters. It's like Yeah like the medial might be a little bit more vertical and the lateral is more out and around. Like, so make that in your toe bend. Like I see a lot of, even handy guys, they make like the toe fits, but the branches are pointing in totally different directions than the foot. So yep. then they go to fit the shoe and like, it's like they start chasing their tail instantly.
0: You, you, you see it quite a bit. it's like, that, it's something right now too, of like that head home, because like uh, you gotta do that in your roadsters. Yeah, that thing's got to be like that. That lateral's out, sticking out here nowhere, and that medial's like coming right off of the dang thing. Mm-hmm. It kind of, it kind of has to be, because if not, you're gonna do it later. Yeah, there's no way to avoid it. It's gotta, it's gotta happen sooner or later. And yeah. it's like I, I know I can be guilty of it sometimes, and it's just 'cause I get in a rush and my toe bent, and mm-hmm. I move on. You're like, well, I'll fix it later. Present. <laughs> yeah you're like well fix, fix it later i'll fix it later it's like no you won't it's gonna keep fucking up everything yeah. else the whole entire time like yeah we
2: learned no, that today like that's a good we were point focusing on our toe bends like trying to dissect them it's, yeah it, it really sets you up for a good shoe or one that goes in the turd pile
0: it can and you kind of need to know too you're like How am I going to like, like a lateral branch, you know, you're like, well, maybe I'll bring it in a little bit more because this foot's really straight in that area. And so I need to be able to pull against that later, you know, and Mm be able to pull a branch straight. It's easier than to push a branch straight. At least in my mind, it is Mm -hmm. in a pinching it up a little bit less. But no, I think when those guys are like, you're learning how to make shoes, make shoes for a box. Right. Like and not a square. Right. But like get get a grid, make a grid with the one inch squares.
1: Like basic measurements. Yes. You know, know,
0: eyeballing things
1: four and three quarter wide by five long. You know. Yep. That kind of
0: box. Yeah. Well, yeah. And like I think that's a lot of people you see it on Facebook a ton of they forget about the basic box of horseshoeing that the toenails are supposed to come across the inside line of the shoe. The inside mm-hmm. web of the toe. Let's to draw a line across that. It'll go through the middle of both toenails, and then you need to draw a 90-degree line off those toenails, and it should go through the heels.
2: Center of stock.
0: Yep. It yep. should go through this where the heels are going to hit. That is a basic box of horseshoeing, and that will let you fit feet fast. If you make a shoe with the correct kind of toe in it and you punch the toenails straight across on there where they should be and you put your heels underneath those toenails and you put, and you're like, oh, I got a high quarter or a low quarter or one that goes that way out, one goes way in. If you kind of line that up and you go to the foot, you're probably going to be pretty close. And that's, you see it a lot on shoes where they're just like, they're racked really bad or they're pointing Mm -hmm. off over here and it's like, that's fit. All that's fit. (coughs) All that, like, so when you make your first toe bend of 30, take your time and make it in a nice box and nice and even so you have something to build on later on your other shoes so you don't just have a
1: stack of 30 shitty toe bends. Mm -hmm. Which can be hard to have that understanding of a good toe bend. So I guess trying to get it into that box would be a good starting point. And a lot of times, you put that thing
0: on graph paper. Yep.
2: the the diagonals even, the angle of the heel quarter matches at the angle of the toe quarter and like the opposing bar like it all lines up It all there, comes off parallels. on the
0: diagonals on it man, yeah, it makes mm-hmm. it way It's a, once you start reading those things, you're like, my opinion's not in here at all mm-hmm. like it is a little bit, but you're like I'm just reading the, the facts this foot's laying down for me and I'm just yeah. trying to mimic off of them
1: Because in all reality, you're trying to Master the basics, yep. You know, that's what it all, it all comes basics. back
0: down to again every time. Where it's yeah. like you, you talk to those really good guys, and like, and if that's like we like, I remember like three or so years ago, you know, I'd make a nice shoe and I'd go show somebody, and they're like, Yeah, but it's kind of racked. And you're like, Yeah, but so, but look how sweet the caulk it. and, like, but it's <laughs> and it's like, Yeah, that makes it a pile of shit instantly. Yeah. And it's like, it's something like the last contest I judged. I know, I kind of made some of the people not that happy that it's like they made nice shoes and i'm like yeah but your shoe's wrecked now i'm gonna fit your shoe to your toenails and if i yeah. put your toenails across here that medial's hanging way outside the foot and this lateral is going to be on the freaking frog mm-hmm. and it's like sorry that's where you declare that's the pocket you called right there with mm-hmm. where those toenails were that's where it all stems from and so it's like mm-hmm. it is yeah, they need people need to slow down when they're learning to make the shoes and
1: not try to Yeah, I would say slow downs key word there so I jot some down some of the uh, Kind of like the basic elements or whatever so correct me if I'm missing any of these so I've got one flattened level two nail holes pritchling fullering. And then three would be nail hole placement, too coarse, too fine, down the middle. Four would be your clip size, appropriate for each section, not too thin. Clip location. Clip location. Um, Five, sole pressure, shoe seated out on foot surface. Six, shoes are cleanly forged and boxed up with safing on medial branch, no sharp edges. And uh, seven would be shoe fits accordingly to required requirements if you're doing certification or a contest.
0: Yeah. No, I think those are pretty good. Do you Bare think there's any I'm missing out of there, Troy? Not off the top of my
2: head. Um, I feel like another thing that's pretty beneficial is, like, being able to make a clean shoe off the hammer. Like, you see a lot of those guys, like, you could tell they spend a bunch of time rasping on them in the vise, but, like, yep. it, it shouldn't take that. Like you need to learn how to use a brush when you should and how to coin a shoe and flatten it.
0: Like Yeah. A lot of people like to brush a lot. It drives me crazy. (laughs) It's like what are you doing? The slag's not even loose yet.
2: It's just same thing with a flatter too. Like pass after pass.
0: Yeah, you know my love with the flatter. (laughs) (laughs) Like man. I like to throw
1: that thing across the shop someday. I was actually surprised that a Troy asked me. He's like, "Hey, you got a flatter around here?" Like, <laughs> like, yeah, but it ain't been used in a while. <laughs> but yeah,
0: final cleanup. Yeah, I I I think that is super big that a lot of these guys don't know how to just run their hammer, and so yeah. I think that. It's easy in this world to watch Facebook and watch someone handy make a shoe, and you're like, "Well, he's moving really fast. I'm gonna move really fast." Don't, don't move really fast. If you're learning how to make shoes right now, and your shoes aren't nice, or Steaky just, dirt. I don't ever want to see some. If somebody's like, "Yep, four heats," and it's like, "It looks like it. You should have took fucking eight. <laughs> <laughs> like, stop Shoot taking dirt. four heats. Quit it quit taking four. <laughs>
1: like this yeah. is
0: like uh, the, one of the first clinics I went to is Shane Carter. I was making a shoot. And he's like, well, why did you put that back in? And he's like, well, I'm trying to make these in five heats. He's like, well, that's dumb. What's the point of a five heat shoe is going to go to the scrap bucket. Yeah. And it was like, well, I guess that's a pretty good point. Like then maybe I, <laughs> I should take a little bit more time. Like, and that went the wrong way for me for a while there. Like I got pretty watchmaker, but it taught me how to like, There's nothing wrong with you're in your shop for the night. Like, learn how to just make overlapping hammer blows,
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. very very
0: slowly. Like, slowly go over the horn, barely tapping things. Even if you're not actually doing anything, understand the movements and what's happening and what's like quick and don't be just jumping at things. Like, it. it, Trust me, people see it when you if people post the like their video. Of them doing something, you're like,
1: Yeah, this looks rough. Just All slow down and work on the work on the basics, you know. Be smooth. Once you've got the basic elements down on these shoes, then start trying to measure different feet and building shoes to fit. It doesn't make sense to jump ahead of the basic elements and make something complicated if you cannot do the basic elements, you know? Nailed it. Nailed it. Man, it's
0: like it's shooting a bow. Guys, that they want to shoot their bow and it's like, or even their gun, and it's like it's really hard to sight in a rifle when you can't pull a fucking trigger. Yeah. So yeah. don't mm-hmm. don't go adjusting anything until you're you're consistent. Yeah. And that consistency will change one day, but get get cons- to at least to one consistent point before you start adjusting your zero. Yeah.
1: Well, I think. Uh, those could be some good uh, final words for this podcast. I think
0: Yeah, man. No, this is great. Quick Looking little jump on to win, win a while, at winter
1: clinic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. It was fun. Thanks for having me on, guys. No man, yeah. it's great. Hope you guys have a good practice tomorrow and
1: I'll be in the well, woods. I think <laughs> something that'll be cool though <laughs> is uh, you know, maybe the next time we have Troy on, he'll be able to kinda like fill us in on some of the stuff that he's learned from being on the WCP team for the whole year
0: yeah I agree be a good little catch-up we'll Mm -hmm. talk to
1: the guy again yeah (laughs) (laughs) perfect well thanks for listening everybody we'll see you uh, in a few days if we're gonna be there yeah yep
0: all right thanks everybody